I have the pleasure of giving a darash today. If you're a visitor and you don't know what a darash is, it's a very short teaching based on the scriptures that we read this week. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So, um, I want to be kind of real with you guys and, and be really honest. Is that okay? So, let's all be honest together. Okay? We all have those weeks. Just by saying that, I already know you know what I'm talking about. So you feel tired, you feel worn out, your kids don't get along, and they're definitely not going to clean up after themselves. You've got a headache that just won't quit. Your job seems unbearable. You feel inadequate. You feel disqualified. You feel overlooked, underappreciated, or just plain left out. We've all been there, right? Maybe you were there this week. Maybe not. If not, great. Praise God. Maybe this word isn't for you, but here we go. Anyway. But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you the main point of this darash, and it's this. Fix your gaze on him. Amen? Fix your gaze on him. It's the answer. He is the answer. In Numbers 21, uh, the story is told, we, we read just a little bit of it, that Israel's traveling in the wilderness, in the desert. Remember that. It's not a necessarily comfortable place. It's a desert. Okay. Miriam and Aaron, in this, in this uh, Torah portion, they pass away. They're gone. People that have been with Israel since the beginning of the Exodus, they're no longer with them. Moses just asked Edom, hey, can we pass through you guys? Can we, can we take this road and we're not going to turn to the right or the left? We're not going to touch anything? And they say no. They say no so emphatically that they actually bring out their whole army to say no. So things looked just a little bit bleak, a little bit difficult, a little bit hard. And then what was their response? They complained again. Sometimes I think to myself, man, they are complaining again? Like, really? Again? It's like, and they're complaining about the same things. Like, this is literally like, this is a thought process that goes through my mind. And it's like they sound like a broken record, but then I get this thought in my head. Is that what I sound like? So the next thing you know, there's these snakes in the camp, right? Venomous snakes. And they're running around, well, snakes can't run. They're slithering around, and they're biting people, and people are dying, right? So let me say this. Grumbling, complaining, bitterness are a deadly venom that can infect the whole camp. Maybe that's why Paul said in Ephesians, he said this, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. I think Paul was thinking about this venom that was spread through the Israelite camp when he was writing things like this. And he wasn't talking to a person. He was talking to a congregation, remember. So Israel cries out in repentance. They look up to the Lord, and they're like, we're sorry. We messed up. We sinned again. And then God says to Moses, he says, okay, do this. Take a bronze snake and hang it on a pole. Okay. I feel like, like when I get up here and I do a derosh, it's always about weird stuff. Last time it was, last time it was blood on the earlobe, the thumb, and the, the big toe. Weird enough, right? But this time it's a snake on a bronze pole. But Moses has been here before. He says to the Lord, okay, I'll do it. Doesn't hesitate, right? So he does this, and everyone who looks at it, is saved. They don't die. 
They take their focus literally off the problem, a snake bite, possibly in the lower half of their body, with venom coursing through their veins. They look up to this weirdo snake on a pole, and they don't die. The venom loses its power. Yeshua says that in in John 13 through 14, that just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Like I said, Yeshua is the answer. Fix your gaze on him. When we look at Yeshua and we fix our gaze on him, the lies of the enemy can't stick. When we come out of agreement with what the enemy is trying to say, the venom loses its power. And we're delivered from deadly thinking. Hear what I'm saying? When we fix our eyes on him, we do this. We literally, we take our our gaze off of what's happening. It doesn't mean we're somehow, somehow transcending the natural. That's not what I'm saying. But when we're focused on him, we're delivered from deadly thinking. If, if you hadn't noticed, some of those examples I gave at the beginning were, were, were real. They were from one of my, it was my week <laughs> this week. Let's just be honest, okay? I had a headache that wouldn't quit. <laughs> Felt terrible. And I literally got to this point, and this is, this is where this derage came out of. I got to this point where I was in terrible pain. I don't get migraines, migraines at all, so I... I a little bit empathize with those people that get migraines, but I was in this moment of just like, Lord, what is going on? And in the midst of it, the enemy's trying to come in my face and saying, this is wrong, and you're this, and you're this, while I'm feeling this physical pain, and I had to literally, physically pick myself up and look up in the direction of Yeshua. You know what happened? I was saved from those deadly thoughts. I felt it lift. The headache was still there, but the thinking was being reoriented. The thinking was being reoriented. Now, if you look at the story in Numbers 21, Israel cried out that the snakes would be taken away. That's what they asked for. But that's not what God did. He didn't take the problem away. He brought forth salvation in the midst of the snakes. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to be hunky-dory and not have issues and not have problems, really simple. We all know that. But it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, the fact is, is that we can look to him and be delivered. So um, today I get to do the Darash and the prayer. So that's kind of the end of my Darash, but I want to pray into it. So will you guys stand with me? Psalm 34 says this, that those who look to him are radiant that their faces are never covered with shame. Now, if you were in Tom's Torah study, he talked about Yeshua crushing the head of the snake today. That, that Yeshua is this true savior. Like a snake on a pole is not the savior. But Yeshua is the one that will crush the snake indefinitely, forever, right? And so we serve this king who is inevitably the, the wonderful victor. And we are overcomers in him. So let's pray into that. So our Father and our King, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are faithful. 
We thank you, Yeshua, that you are the one true king. And we thank you, Father, that we get to come before your throne of grace with boldness, covered with the blood of Yeshua as sons and daughters of the Most High King. And we declare today that we will fix our gaze upon you. Lord, I pray over this community that we will be a community that no matter what, no matter the circumstance, no matter the cost, no matter what it feels like, that we would lift our eyes and we would fix our gaze on you, Yeshua. Because you are the first and the last. You're the one that holds the sharp, double-edged sword. You're the one with eyes like blazing fire and feet like burnished bronze. You hold the key of David, that what you open, no one can shut. And what you shut, no one can open. You are all-powerful. You are magnificent. You are beautiful. So may we be a people captivated with the beauty of our King. And as we look to you, we declare that we are the radiant ones. That as we go out into the world of suffering, people with venom coursing through their veins, we will be a people that know the cure. That you are the answer to the world's problems. That you are the answer. So may we be a people that partner with the one who holds the keys. In Yeshua's name I pray. Amen.